Greetings, ladies and gentle nerds, and welcome to the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neo, and, uh, what's up? Wasabi. Um, we're gonna start off with, uh, a topic that was brought up to me by Annie Demick from Twitter. Uh, the Cartoon Network Studios being absorbed into Warner Brothers Animation. And uh, basically, David Saslev, the chief creative COO, ABC, DEF, whatever he is, uh, and over at Warner Brothers Discovery, decided to fire a number of people from the Cartoon Network Studios. And basically merged uh, everything from there into uh, one uh, under one umbrella of uh, Warner Brothers Animation, which means that any original properties that they normally have is probably going to be done for, and then uh, would just probably going to be dealt with. Uh, uh, not original, but uh, uh, established IPs, and uh, which is uh, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Well, it's a bad thing that people lost their jobs. So don't get me wrong, but uh, I guess we're getting uh, ah fuck that up. <laughs> we're doing this live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Um. It's not a good thing because it does hinder the fact that we're not probably going to be getting any more uh, original stories and ideas coming from Cartoon Network, which they've established themselves as a studio that does such things like Steven Universe and Primal and others, just to name a few. Um, so it, it, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. The, the, uh, there, there's a whole article online uh, that I can't... I could I could find, but uh, I chose not to. But yeah, that Cartoon Network news is pretty... pretty, uh, pretty it kind of sucks. kind of sucks. Um, moving on. Uh, Make Mine Amalgam, also from Twitter, uh, brought up some topics uh, that... Uh, first, he asked me about uh, Jesse, Josie and the Pussycats. And honestly, I'm going to just be straight up. I don't really know much about Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, other than they're an Archie Comics and uh, a cartoon from the 1970s. I want to say. Um... Also, uh, he brought up Milestone Comics and Impact Comics. I guess uh, he wants me to talk about those. Uh, Impact Comics, I remember as a kid, was uh, The Fly, The Shield, Jaguar, right? And uh, something else that escapes my memory right now. But I, may, I mostly read The Fly. I had a lot of couple. I had a couple of those comics. Which was also, I think, an original idea that Jack Kirby had before um, before Stanley came out with Spider-Man. 
So I guess when Spider-Man came out, Jack Kirby decided to just put that to the shelf and and then wound up releasing it somewhere else. And there's a lot of similarities between The Fly and Spider-Man. So if you go back into those like late 90s comics of Impact Comics and you read about uh, The Fly, yeah, you'll see a lot of similarities there. Uh, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Um, but, uh, also Milestone Comics, uh, established, uh, back in 1996, just recently, um, got a relaunch not too long ago, which is a good thing. Um, excuse me. Um, I was a fan. I am a fan. Still am. I recently saw a documentary on, uh, I believe it was HBO Max, about Milestone Comics. I highly recommend it. You should check it out. Uh, look for it about uh, Milestone Comics. Um, it's a, it's an uh, it's an untapped reservoir of great stories that DC and Warner Brothers have refused or stupidly overlooked. Um, they, they refuse to look at or stupidly overlooked. Um, I remember Icon and Rocket. Um, uh, I had, uh, original static number one. I had Icon and, Icon number one before they called it Icon and Rocket. Um, both great stories, great writing, great art. Uh, they are currently, um, busy with Static as, uh, straight to HBO Max Original, if that's still going, unless they cancel it like Batgirl, um, but it's, it's, at this point in time, it's still ongoing. Um, what they are, yeah, it's a straight to original, it's a HBO Max Original, instead of going to theaters, which is kind of stupid in, in my opinion just releasing in theaters make a franchise out of this movie don't just drop it on HBO Max you know it's it's stupid but they are just like beg your pardon um it's like they're putting they put blinders on and they're focused strictly on static which is not a I'm not overly um, criticizing but you got hardware you got Icon and Rocket you got the Blood Syndicate which is their main stories their main characters and they're not doing really anything with them no animation except I know he Icon appeared in uh, Young Justice I know that for sure but to what extent as far as I know, I mean, like, he was just there, you know, uh, untapped potential in Milestone Comics, even back then, I mean, really, look, look for this documentary online on, uh, HBO Max, it's about Milestone Comics, just look up Milestone or, uh, search Milestone, and, uh, you'll find it, in fact, you know what, let me, uh, that'll probably, 
take up some time, but I will look that up for you right now. Uh, as I go on to the next thing, uh, Dead Summer asked me about uh, Frankenstein in the MCU. And honestly, I didn't know that... Um, Uh, I didn't know MCU Marvel Comics had a Frankenstein per se. I know they turned uh, the Punisher into Frankenstein one time. But uh, Milestone Generations. That's the documentary on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, look it up. Uh, Milestone Generations. DC dropped the fucking ball so hard on Milestone. That it's ridiculous. It really is. And I'm so glad they brought it back. But watch the documentary. It's 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 something. It's really something. Um, going back to uh, Frankenstein. Uh, I don't know how much of a uh, public domain he is. But I'm pretty sure anybody can make a Frankenstein story. Um... So if Marvel has one, and if it could come into the MCU, well, if, I haven't seen Werewolf by Night, but if Werewolf by Night is as uh, successful as it appears to be, maybe they can look into a little mini monster Marvel universe uh, in the coming years. But uh, yeah, it could happen. He also asked, uh, "Do I can I see a new DC versus Marvel comic?" Or event in this day and age. And I originally in the first publication of this uh, publication. What am I talking about? In the the original version of this podcast episode. I went into detail. But I'm just going to cut it short. Yes, it could happen. And no, it can't happen. Because these two companies are in such different going in such different directions that it would take it, it would have to it would have to be something it it can have it can happen yes it can happen and no it won't happen or no it, it it probably won't happen because um again these companies are in two totally different directions they're granted they can hint at each other anytime they want but uh really I don't think they have it looks like it it might have they might have something in the works but at this point in time I don't I don't see it happening anytime soon but it's it's a possibility and I would be very happy to see that uh, that new version of DC versus Marvel I want to make a quick shout out to uh, Fangasmagoria on Twitter uh, she recently had an art fair uh, the first art fair since uh, COVID happened and she was really excited and she has some really cool prints that I guess she's selling over there and uh, shout out to her and best of luck and I hope she had a good time um, continuing on uh, quick I guess uh, I guess we'll skip that save that for last I guess or no let's bad news 
this is the bad news section. Um, recently, Dame Angela Lansbury uh, passed away at the age of 96. Um, actually, she passed away on Wednesday or Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Also, um, uh, also uh, today in the news, um, Robbie Coltrane of uh, Harry Potter fame as uh, Hagrid. He passed away too. I believe he was 77, which is weird because I thought he was a lot younger than that. That's to say that not 77 isn't that old, but I thought he was younger than that. Um, um, but yeah, that's that's the sad news. Uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, Robbie Coltrane and uh, Angela Lansbury, both uh, British legends. And, um, yeah, uh, Angela Lansbury, uh, going back to her, she's famous for Murder, She Wrote, and, um, of course, Beauty and the Beast as Mrs. Teapot, um, and Robbie Coltrane, of course, uh, I, re- I, fir- I was first introduced to Robbie Coltrane, and not in a way, not as in, oh, I know this guy, I know Robbie Coltrane. It was more like, oh, I, I like after seeing him as Hagrid and all that, I was like, oh, I remember him. He was in this movie. I don't remember what it was called. Excuse me. I don't remember what it was called, but it was uh, with the guy from Monty Python. I want to say Eric Idle from Monty Python and Robbie Coltrane. And they were playing uh, some like low-level gangsters that were on the run from like their big boss for stealing some money or something, and they were pretending to be nuns. <laughs> they were pretending to be nuns in a in a covenant or a convent, I should say, covenant. What is it? <coughs> Excuse me. In a convent. And uh, it was, I remember it was funny. I was very young at the time. I didn't get much of the jokes, but it was just a movie that was on and I remembered it. And I thought it was funny that these guys with these deep voices were raising their voices just to sound like uh, uh, nuns, <laughs> uh, British nuns, no less. But yeah, that, I, that was when I was first introduced to Robbie Coltrane and I didn't know it at the time until uh, after Harry Potter. So that's my Robbie Coltrane story. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if anybody's out there listening and they have a uh, uh, rebuttal, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Speculating Nerd. Um, in other news, Black Adam is out uh, to some pretty rave reviews. Have not seen it yet. We'll be seeing it soon. Um, don't rush me. Um, somebody on Twitter spoiled something. I'm not going to spoil it here, but it's kind of fucked up that they did. 
but nonetheless, I'm still going to see the movie uh, when I can. And um, yeah, the the trailers never really sold me on the movie, but uh, I I've, I'm I knew I was going to watch it either way. Um, uh, um, uh, but, uh, just some of the trailers were, they, they, not to say the trailers were bad, it just didn't, like, he's, he's not an anti-hero, you know, he's not, his story is more connected to Shazam, and if he was in, like, Shazam 2, or Shazam 3, or, or even hinted at in the first Shazam, which they kind of did it towards the end, at the very end. But uh, that's what I know from Black Adam, having his own story and his own anti-hero arc really didn't hit it off for me in the trailers. But uh, nonetheless, I will be seeing it, and I uh, will let you know. I'll have a review here uh, afterwards. Also recently, we had the, the as of 10 hours ago, I was uh, updated by the Lord of the Rings on Prime. Uh, watch the epic season finale now, only on Prime Video. Hashtag the Rings of Power. Um, I couldn't get through the first episode. Not as a negative judgment upon the show I'm pretty sure it's good I'm sure it has its fans I will get back into it eventually uh, maybe tomorrow or Sunday or next week but it just didn't I it didn't capture my attention um, It didn't capture my imagination. It didn't capture my attention. I did not care about any of the characters. Except maybe Galadriel. But at the same time. It was like. I guess you could say what turned me off. This is what turned me off about. Not turned me off. But just made me. Like yeah right. You know kind of feelings. In both The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, Lady Galadriel is portrayed as a elegant princess-type character with tremendous power and, 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 you know, magic, stuff like that. Never was she hinted or portrayed as a warrior or... Someone who... A warrior, basically. Let's just let's just say that. And right off the get-go, she's kicking ass, beating up ice trolls by herself when she has a group of people with her, but she's kicking ass by herself, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. That was cool. But that's not the character that I know. Don't add stuff to something for the sake of adding it. Add it for a reason. Have it make sense, you know? 
and it just didn't make sense. Maybe in future episodes they made it make sense, but I don't know until I watch it. But it just, it was just like, come on, really? You couldn't just come up with a new female character that's badass, that she could be related to Galadriel or related to Elrond or something. Because this is basically, basically Rings of Power is an adaptation or a loose adaptation of the Silmarillion, which uh, J.R.R. Tolkien didn't even finish. His son had to finish that book. So there's not a whole lot to go off of that book for them to build, I guess, something out of, but I guess they found a way and they found stories they can tell, but they just didn't grab me. You know, halfway through the first episode, I said, you know what? I'd rather watch the original trilogy again, which I literally had just finished doing two or three days before. And so I went to my HBO Max, popped on the extended edition, watched all three over the course of three days. And I was satisfied. So that's my experience with Rings of Power. I'll probably get back into it and I'll let you know in future episodes what I think or feel about it. But at this point, nothing, you know, yeah, nothing too, uh, nothing caught me too good with that. Um, Also, uh, we had the She-Hulk season finale, which I loved. I'm not going to spoil anything. Maybe in future episodes I'll go over She-Hulk, uh, the series. But that season finale was genius. Such genius. They did a fantastic job. I'm so happy with what we got. Granted, there was like one or two episodes that was like, na di da di da But overall, great work. Great job. I can't wait for season two. I can't wait to see her in theaters. Maybe, maybe not, according to <laughs> according to uh, Kevin. For those of you who know, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had the sh- the She Hulk season finale, which is like st- ripped straight out of the comics, and was done perfectly, in my opinion. I loved every minute of it. Um, I do have one criticization. Which I will not get to right now because it's so soon and it's gonna be a spoiler. And I'm sure everybody on Twitter already seen it, they already make jokes about it, but I'll get to it in a future podcast. Um, so yeah, I guess that about wraps up episode one of the Speculating Nerd podcast. This went well. Not a lot of silence, not a lot of ums, which I am famous for. Um, gonna try and keep this under 25 minutes. For you uh, short attention span folks, <laughs> like myself. <laughs> um, 
uh, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter and let me know your thoughts, your uh, uh, critiques, whatever you have in mind. Uh, if you got some topics you want me to hit up or, or tackle, hit me up. And um, yeah, that's it. I'm done. You're still here? Oh my god, just go away. Press stop. Do something. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Until next time, folks. Peace out.